This is episode 431, How to Let Go of Shame and Guilt You've Carried Since Childhood with Michelle. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody. I love this episode because I'm talking about something with a caller that I've never talked about before, which is doing things as a child, exploring body parts and sexuality with other children as a child and feeling tremendous shame and guilt about it as an adult. This is a big topic and has a new parent one I've been thinking a lot about. How do we raise our children to not be ashamed of their body, to not be ashamed of their sexuality, to feel comfortable with their sexuality and also have boundaries and respect for their bodies and other people's. And to me, it comes down to really present parenting, open dialogue, using correct name for body parts and starting really, really, really young. Again, this is an area I'm just diving into myself. So there's a lot to talk about here. Moreover, this podcast is about forgiveness, forgiving ourselves. And oh my goodness, when you hear Michelle's story, you will feel the impact that carrying around shame and guilt from our childhood can have on us. It's profound. Before we dive in, I have a few announcements. As I said a couple of weeks ago in 2024, I am opening up to new private clients. I've really taken a step back from private clients so that I can step into motherhood and be present with Athena. But as she's growing and as we're growing as a mother-daughter duo, I'm finding more space to really have space for clients because so much of my energy was going into her. And when I take on private clients, there's a lot energetically that I love holding with my clients. So I wanted to make sure I had the space and resources to do that. And there's two opportunities. There's one-on-one coaching with me. And then I'm also doing something I've never done before, which is small group coaching. So about two to four people in a group, you're still going to have one-on-one access to me, but you'd be splitting the time with other people. And it's so beneficial because like on the podcast, you learn so much from other people's experience. But in this sense, you you know really be in a close circle with, with a few other people. So if you're interested in either one of those, one-on-one or small group, go to christinehassler.com slash VIP to apply for that. Another opportunity I have for you is to be coached by one of our coaches in training at the Elementum Coaching Institute. So as part of their training, our coaches who have been in the program since September and already have a lot of experience under their belt, like I said, as part of the training, they get to coach clients. So this is an opportunity for you to be coached by one of our coaches in training who are supervised by myself, our co-founders and our faculty at a very low price. Here's how it works. You apply, you get matched with a coach. We think is a good fit for you based on your application. You commit to six sessions. You bring what you want to work on with your coach and you have an incredible transformational experience. If you're interested in applying, go to Elementum Coaching Institute slash CIT that link will be in the show notes. Again, it's Elementum Coaching Institute slash C as in cat, or I should say C as in coach, I as in in, T as in training. So as you're listening to this episode, consider 
Are you carrying around shame and guilt from your childhood or from the past? Did you explore things sexually with other children and you have shame about it as an adult? As a parent, are you thinking about how do I handle this with my child? And finally, are you willing to finally forgive yourself so that you can stop punishing yourself and actually live the life that you long to live? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my coaching call with Michelle. Before we dive in, I want to thank my sponsor for this week, Air Doctor. I love Air Doctor air purifiers. I have one in my daughter's room. It's the one that I trust because it filters out dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold so that your lungs don't have to. Air Doctor uses ultra HEPA filters that have been independently tested to capture 99.99% percent of tested bacteria and viruses. So it is time to get peace of mind with Air Doctor. It's a great gift. If you want to get somebody a gift that actually they'll use and will be good for their health, get them an Air Doctor purifier. They have all different sizes of all different prices. Head over to airdoctorpro.com and use the promo code over it. And then depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to $300 off. And exclusive to my podcast listeners, you'll receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock the special offer in by going to airdoctorpro.com, A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use promo code over it at checkout. Also, Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund. All right, everybody. And now on to my coaching call with Michelle. Michelle, welcome to the show. How can I help? Hi, Christine. I would really like to have some help in learning how to release shame and guilt that I've been carrying around some sexual exploration that I did as a child. Um, Mm. It was with some family members. They weren't blood family, but I mean, we were raised as family. So I still, I, yeah, it feels like they were blood. And yeah, I just feel like it's really blocking me from receiving pleasure now as an adult, because it's been about 30 years and I'm Mm -hmm. still, I'm still carrying it. And I had a conversation with my husband a couple of weeks ago where we we talked about stuff like this. And he actually shared some things with me that he had never shared with anybody before. And, you know, I, I didn't ask him to share. I said he should maybe talk to somebody because I know, you know, in my brain that talking it out loud helps release shame and guilt because, you know, that lives in silence. Mm-hmm. And then I figured maybe I would do the same. And so I shared and then I did I didn't feel any release of shame or guilt. And so I just mm-hmm. I feel at a loss on how to move forward with this. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for your courage and your vulnerability, because that's a huge step in releasing shame. And really bravo to have the conversation with your husband because that's a difficult conversation to have. How long have you been married? Almost 10 years. Almost 10 years. Yeah. So that's, I mean, even after 10 years, that's still a vulnerable conversation to have. So, um, and you were how old at the time of this exploration? I I mean, so a lot, I've 
blocked a lot of it. I don't know for sure. I feel like I was probably around like eight to 10. Okay. And was it exploration or abuse? Well, I think it was exploration. Um, you think? But I, so I say, I think because I was the oldest one. So I feel like if it was abuse, then I am the abuser. And I think that is really part of it. Uh, well, not necessarily, not necessarily. Um, and well, we can, we can, we can come back to that. So first I want to ask you, because with shame and guilt, there's beliefs that create the shame and guilt. So what are your beliefs or what's the story you're telling yourself that's creating the shame and guilt? that I was the older one and I shouldn't have explored in this way that I guess exploring sexually is a bad thing. And that basically I'm just, just a bad person for having those feelings and moving forward with them. What were the feelings that you had? Curiosity about physical pleasure. Mhm. Mhm. And why is that bad? I mean, I guess at the time I was I was raised very religiously, so mm. I think there is a there's that had a lot that story of, you know, that is saved for a man and a wife after they've been married and, you know, just yeah. Yeah, so even if you had been let's say 16 and had sex with someone 17, Mm-hmm. that was completely consensual, you'd probably still have shame and guilt because of the programming. Yeah. Might not be as intense, but it could, you know, it could still be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it so it wasn't sex. Um, it was more like oral and, you know, mm-hmm. touching and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't think at eight to 10, it was that, but I was just kind of giving an example of, you know, even if as a teenager, you explored in that way. So first of all, I want to tell you, you did nothing wrong. I know there's a big part of you that doesn't believe that, but the little kid inside who probably wasn't having questions answered was confused about sexuality Because oftentimes when we're raised with programming that this is saved until marriage, there's curiosity that, that isn't quenched. And, you know, the other thing that could have been kind of squelched in this whole experience is just your natural sense of curiosity and exploration, not just for pleasure or sexually, but just in life in general, Mm -hmm. because you naturally at your core could be a very curious person and an inquisitive person. And that could just be part of your spirit, part of who you are. I am actually. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that doesn't really fit in a household where there's strong religious doctrines that you must abide by because there's no room for curiosity. It's this is the, the word of God and that's it. And so to me, this was an expression of your natural seeker, your natural adventurer, your natural explorer, who wasn't seen at all. 
And it's very normal and natural for kids to be curious, especially at that age, about pleasure, about bodies, about sexuality, especially if it's taboo. You know, one of the great things my parents did, and they did many great things, is they started talking to me about sex at an early age. My mom would let me watch movies with her. I remember we watched Top Gun. And I don't know if you remember Top Gun, but there's a pretty steamy, take my breath away scene in there. And my mom talked to me about it. So I didn't have, of course, that natural curiosity, but I I didn't need to play it out in the, for lack of a better word, shadows. Mm -hmm. So we have more to talk about, but what's coming up for you so far as I say that? Uh, well, two two different things. I mean, the whole curiosity being a part of my soul, It's that's really huge. I've been doing a lot of work, uh, inner child work and you know, I did, I came to this, I went through this exercise where I met with my inner child and I had a label and it was a disturber, you know, expletive disturber was the label. And then it's flipped the label and what's on the other side. And and it was curiosity. Mm. And that really um, opened my eyes to a lot of things. And through human design, and stuff. It is, you know, adventurer, explorer, um, researcher, discovery. These are all key things for my personality. So mm -hmm. that actually resonated um, really, really deeply mm -hmm. with me. And actually, it really helps the way that you explain that for me. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing that comes up for me is, so <laughs> my mom, and it was my, and she was married at this point to my stepdad, and um, my mom was a really sexual person and she did talk about it a lot. Um, and, but it was weird <laughs> for, as a child, it was like, oh, she's crazy. Always talking about, you know, sex and how much she enjoys it. So I, th I think I had a self stigma maybe mm -hmm. around it as well about her attitudes towards sex. So I think mm -hmm. that has played in a little bit as well. Well, and her attitudes about sex and talking about her sex life, because no one wants to picture their parents having sex is very different from answering your questions yes. about it and making it about you, mm -hmm. not her. Right. So what were her attitudes about sex that you didn't like or that kind of made you go, ooh? The fact that she would talk about it to me and, you know, she would like bring it up in front of my friends. She would track it on the calendar, but like she told me the symbol she was using for tracking it. And it wasn't on like her personal calendar. It was on the calendar in our kitchen. So, you know. A calendar where she'd show days she had sex? Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's very different than an advent calendar, isn't it? It sure is. Um, well, maybe okay. not for her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I can just, I just want to empathize and just kind of normalize for you. There's a lot of confusion around sex in your house. There's mom displaying publicly when she's had it. And then there's some religious programming about you're not supposed to do it till you're married. So it's, it's very confusing. And then we've got you as a natural curious person and no like grown up who's really modeling a healthy conversation around sex for you. Yeah. So of course you're going to try to figure it out in your own ways. 
So I just want to have compassion for that little girl because eight to 10 is little. That's little. And I don't want you to hold her as a predator. Yeah. And I think that um, when I was having the conversation with my husband, he was talking about his situation and, and he was the younger person and he was holding out the other person as a predator. And so that really, um, that was really hard because Mm -hmm. it kind of brought that feeling up and I guess I feel that eight to 10 isn't that young. Um, you know, you have kids. I don't. Okay. Have you been around an eight or a 10 year old? <laughs> yes. And you don't think they're young? No, I, I fully do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you were some kind of doing Benjamin Button in reverse and you were like 10, but going on 17. I mean, there's such a huge difference between an eight-year-old, a 10-year-old and like a 13, 14, 15-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's just get, let's just get really real for a minute. And I know I'm going to ask you some questions and you may not even be able to answer me honestly because there's such a lens of self-judgment. The way that you're remembering the situation could be worse than what actually happened. And anything I ask you, you can totally say, I prefer not to answer that. You have complete boundaries and control here. So, and I'm only, the only reason I'm asking these questions is to help you let this go and help you in a reframe. Not because I'm trying to evaluate what you did at all. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So with this exploration, do you feel like you pressured but one person to, just so I can use the right words here, was it? Um, so, I mean, I think there was like three people in total and usually there was myself and two other people, like okay. so a group of three. Two other kids. And they were how old? There was one one girl that was older than me by like a year. Mm-hmm. And then um it was my my stepbrother was one of them who is younger than me by a year. Okay. And um like a step cousin who is younger than me by about four years. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And that's big. The four-year age difference is bigger and they don't really know much. The the most bothersome. Bothersome. Yeah. And I can see that. I can see how that would be bothersome to you. So in your memory of this, and I know you blocked out a lot, do you feel like you pressured kids into maybe doing things they didn't want to do? No. Okay. Tell me why. I just remember that everybody was equally curious um and it was you know everybody took turns kind of thing (laughs) okay okay got it so I know in an adult mind 10 year old six year old eight year old four year old we're gonna go oh my gosh that's really awful we're looking at it from an adult's eyes and again kids don't have the same shame and taboo on body parts and sexuality than adults do Now, I'm not there. I'm not at liberty to say, oh, this crossed the line into molestation. This was abuse. 
like, I can't say that. Mm-hmm. But from what you're telling me, the most important thing right now to do is to drop into deep forgiveness and of yourself, right? Because you you can't go back and change the situation. You can't go back and change the situation. And from what you're telling me, it was a bunch of kids confused and curious about bodies and sexuality. And that, you know, for lack of a better phrase, that happens sometimes when there's not really present involved adults. I'm more angry at the parents than I am at you. I'm more angry at why, how, how do parents not know this is happening in a house? How are children this young unsupervised to go and do these things? That's where I'm, where my mama bear comes out. Because where were the parents? Um, well, mine weren't really interested in our lives. Mm-hmm. They're definitely wrapped up in their own life. Right. And, you know, you know, on the show, I'm not about blaming parents, um, but I am about mm, not directing feelings that actually need to be directed at someone else at ourselves. And if there's so much of shame is displaced anger, we turn all our anger at ourselves instead of being angry at the people we really need to be angry at. And when I say be angry at the people we need to be angry at, I mean, express our anger, do an anger release work, and eventually get to forgiveness of them as well. But my goodness, Michelle, there were adults that allowed this to happen. Many adults. We listed cousins, stepkids, like there's, there were adults that weren't around. And this is what happens when parents aren't present and aren't attuned. So where I think some of your freedom comes from this is directing the anger where it needs to go, which is at the adults in this situation. It's sort of like if there are no adults around at all, do you think kids are going to eat broccoli and their grass-fed beef? Or do you think they're going to go for cookies and goldfish and whatever else yeah. right because children choose what tastes good right because children are pleasure-based they're impulse-based they're feeling-based the prefrontal cortex of a child's brain is not formed like i would never give a child decision-making power in my life yeah. so what's coming up for you as i say this um, I, I fully agree about parents not being present, not being involved, seeing how that's problematic. It's not seeing, just problematic. It's the reason this happened. And and then the part of me that holds the guilt and shame feels that, um, Maybe it's because they trusted me and felt that I was old enough to know better or be better. So when I was looking for nannies, 
There was no one that was 10 years old that was on the website. Yeah. And I, I'm not trying to dismiss your feelings. I hear the emotion that's coming up, my love. But I really am, am trying to snap you out of this self-torture you've got yourself in. No, I, I, I mean, it's, I guess that's just another element of the anger that there is the expectation that a 10-year-old is, you know, mature enough and to be responsible enough to mm-hmm. know and be an adult. And listen, some, yeah, yeah, exactly. And no child can be an adult. Now, let me just say some 10 year olds could be responsible. Some 10 year olds could be left with a four year old and a six year old for a couple hours and be responsible. But that means that that 10 year old has had really present parents, really knows boundaries, has conversations. Like there's a very healthy parenting and psychological development that's happening there which it doesn't sound like you had. There's stability and safety in the family. And again, a 10-year-old really shouldn't ever be asked to do adult things. So another thing you need to forgive yourself is buying into the misunderstanding that you should have been the responsible one. You were parentified way too soon and your childhood needs weren't met. And so there was going to be some acting out. So let me ask you this. What's the payoff in continuing to shame and guilt yourself about this? What are you getting from it? Well, literally nothing. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm losing. I'm not able to receive. There's nothing that I'm getting from it. Well, there has to be something. Otherwise you wouldn't be doing it. Um, I just, I guess it's a pattern I'm familiar with. So it's, comforting maybe I mean it doesn't feel comforting Mm -hmm. could be familiar you could also be you know comfortable in the place of playing the scapegoat do you want children I'm not able to have children why not I um, had a cervical cancer diagnosis and a Mm -hmm. hysterectomy Mm mm-hmm Well, you're not able to have biological children. It's not the only way to have children. Yes, 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 that's correct. Mm -hmm. And my goodness, my love, you've been carrying the shame in your body very, very deeply. I never put those dots together. Well, I'm in no place to make any kind of causation conclusions. But in feeling you and hearing you and knowing that you have a lot of sexual shame and thought you hurt children, to me, there's maybe some connection. Yeah, I I feel like there is. Mm-hmm. So, like how much more suffering and physical pain and dis-ease and disease do you want to carry? By holding on to the shame and guilt. I really don't want to carry it anymore. I want to release it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The other kids that are involved were involved. Do you know where they are today? Just my cousin, which I mean, he got married last 
for this year actually and I went to his wedding and that was hard for me Mm -hmm. um but my stepbrother's actually addicted to heroin and homeless under a bridge right now Mm -hmm. well I don't know if he's under a bridge right now Mm -hmm. that was the last I heard Mm -hmm. and my my friend that was involved I I don't know where she is Okay. I was just, just curious, but the stepbrother, I mean, there was a lot going on at home. Yes. There was a lot going on at home. Yeah. 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 So, you know, the only one that can release the shame and guilt in this situation is you. And to me, one of the easiest roads in there is start to connect to that eight and 10 year old girl. And really tell her she did nothing wrong. And empathize with her because you're making her such a villain. When she was confused, didn't want all this responsibility, wasn't getting her needs met, didn't know how to balance her natural adventure, explorer, curiosity side with the lack of boundaries in her home. And then add in religious programming. She needed a loving adult. And my question for you is, are you finally going to be that for her? Or are you going to continue to shame and guilt her? Are you going to ever give her the thing that she longed for so much that would have prevented any of this from ever happening? Yeah, I've I've really been working on compassion and love. I guess I need to add forgiveness to the list. Yeah, massive forgiveness. And, you know, I just, before this call, I was looking at Instagram and there was a post around a mother who walked in on her son and her cousin, the son's cousin, a girl, showing each other their body parts. And like, it's a, it's a common thing kids do. I understand he, there's a belief in there and maybe even a truth. I don't know. At this point, it doesn't matter that it went farther than curiosity. But you sitting on to shame and guilt, I know you know this, but I'm just going to say it again. It doesn't change the situation. But it keeps that little girl in prison and it keeps you from feeling pleasure. And it's impacted your health and well-being. And just want to say, if there is any part of you that ever wants to be a mother, that is possible. And you can trust yourself to be one. I think you have this story that you mess up kids or you damage kids. And that is not who you are. I know that's not who I am. And I don't know why I've been holding on to this. Well, I think because you've, again, there is a payoff. I think there's a part of you that has thought this was so wrong. I have to make sure I never do anything like that again. And so often we use self-punishment as a prevention. Does that resonate at all? Yeah. 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 And just punishing myself so that nobody else can. Right. 
What do you mean that no one else can? I used to get in trouble all the time. Mm. (laughs) Lots of, lots of lines, lots of, you know, spankings, lots of, I was always in trouble. And it was mostly because of (laughs) asking questions or doing things out of curiosity. Got it. Yeah. Being you. Being me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So here's my recommendation. Have you done my inner child workshop? No, I haven't. I heard that there's one coming up. I'm very excited. Yeah. Well, you can, you can buy the evergreen one now. And what we'll do is for people that have been through the evergreen, we'll have just a small fee for people to come into the live program as well. Um, So if you want to get started, because that's not going to be till March. So if you wanted to get started on the evergreen, you could. So what, or, or wait, if you want to do it live with us, but it would be great to do just some talking to that younger piece and then some forgiveness around all these beliefs and judgments that you've bought into. Like I'd write down all the beliefs and judgments about this whole situation and forgive each one, one by one. And every time you feel shame and guilt. So a good thing to do with guilt is asking ourselves, is this guilt positive? Meaning like, is this guilt showing me I need to shift something? The example I like to give is if I snap at like a customer service person because I'm getting frustrated and then I feel guilty about it, that's actually good guilt because it's having me go, hey, Christine, don't be a jerk. Like, I know you're frustrated, but you know, let's let's calm our farm here. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a positive guilt. And I can go, okay, okay, okay. And we shift behavior. But this guilt that you're feeling like, tell me one positive thing it's creating in your life. I can't. Right. Right. So when you feel it, you need to go. This guilt is dangerous. And I didn't have capable parents to take me out of dangerous situations, unsafe situations. But I can do that now. I shouldn't have been the parent then, but I can be the parent now. And I need you to take a stand for yourself. And take a stand for that little girl. Carrying all this shame and guilt makes her feel so abandoned and so dirty and wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So just put your hand on your heart and one hand on your belly. And what's, we'll just do one. What's one of the kind of biggest beliefs or judgments you're holding? That I was the responsible one and shouldn't have let it happen. So I forgive myself for buying into the misunderstanding. Repeat after me, but really feel the words. I forgive myself for buying into the misunderstanding. I forgive myself for buying into the misunderstanding. That at between eight and 10 years old. That between eight and 10 years old. I should have been a responsible adult. I should have been a responsible adult. Because the truth is, because the truth is, I was a little girl who wasn't getting her needs met. I was a little girl who wasn't getting her needs met. Take a nice deep breath. And how does that feel now? 
<laughs> it feels true. It is true. It is true. And the more you embody this truth, the more the shame and guilt will start to melt away because the shame and guilt is coming from believing things that are not true. Yeah. Does this help or at least give you some direction? It helps a lot. It really does. I mean, yeah, it helps a lot. Yeah, and I just want to wrap my arms around that little girl and answer all her questions, tell her she didn't do anything wrong, and tell her, like, she is not the grown-up. She's the kid. And Big Michelle is going to be there for her. Yes. Yes, she is. Yeah. Thank you so much. So thank you, Michelle, for being so vulnerable, being so honest and bringing something so important for us to talk about to the show. So I'm going to start with the Instagram post that I referred to when I was coaching Michelle. And what's so beautiful about this is that I don't even follow this person on Instagram. I was actually getting my hair blown out about an hour before I sat down to record this episode with Michelle. And you know how they have suggested people or suggested posts. I was just scrolling through and this post popped up and I'm like, huh, I'm supposed to read this post. So I'll read it to you. And the fact that I had Michelle literally a little more than an hour after I read this post, is just her guidance system, the divine at work. So here's the post. It's from a woman named Jess and her handle on Instagram is nurtured first. My friend walked in on her son and his cousin showing each other their private parts. She exploded with anger. What are you two doing? Stop that right now. She was angry at the kids and yelled at them to get away from each other. The next day she called me. She didn't like the way she'd responded. She worried her reaction to the situation would stop her son from feeling safe to talk to her. Here's what I told her. It makes so much sense that this was upsetting for you. And it makes sense that your son was curious. It's natural for kids to be curious about their bodies and other people's bodies. Safely exploring curiosity is a skill children need to learn. I encourage her to repair the relationship and say, mommy shouldn't have yelled at you. That was not okay for me to do. I encourage her to get curious with her son and ask her questions like, was there anything that made you feel unsafe? What did you see when you were looking at each other's bodies? Tell me more about what happened. Do you have any questions about your body or a girl's body? I encouraged her then to set boundaries. It's okay to be curious about other people's bodies and it's not okay to touch other people's bodies or ask to see their private parts. Other people's bodies are private to them. Then I encouraged her to remind her son that he can come to her with questions. You can always come to me with any questions. I won't be upset and you won't get in trouble. And then from Jess again, children are curious beings. This is how they learn. If they don't learn about their bodies from us, they will go to other children to find answers. I read this post to Michelle after we finished recording. And I said to her, did your mom ever have those conversations with you? She's like, no, she never talked to me like that. Said, well, can you see that by not having those conversations, by not having those questions answered, by not having safety, by not having really present parents, you did a very natural thing that children do, which is to go and explore. Now there's also the factor of, you know, I, from the little Michelle told me about her mom, there was some 
weird boundaries around sexuality. So there's, there's some things there. All in all, it is time for Michelle to forgive herself. An eight to 10 year old is not an adult. It's a child. And sure, we can say, oh, I should have known better at that age. But without really present, loving, healthy parenting, how is she supposed to know better? And the degree that she's punished herself all these years just makes my heart hurt. So to all of you, it is time to forgive those places inside that you're holding guilt and shame on. It's not doing you any good any longer. You might think on some subconscious part may think it's preventing you from doing it again, but actually healing, healing, learning, reparenting the inner child. That's what helps us grow. Sending all of you and your inner child so much love and many blessings until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.